In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. I left you with these words, Mark 9, first verse. And Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. And we're going to see that now. We're going to see that now. Verse 2. Six days later, six days after what? After being at Caesarea Philippi, where Peter said, <clears throat> Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We talked about that yesterday. Six days later, it took them six days from Caesarea Philippi to walk to Mount Tabor. Six whole days. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, Mount Tabor. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. This is a figure of previous attack attractions of the resurrection. This is Jesus in his glory. Jesus in his glory, that his clothes became so white that no bleacher could ever contain the whiteness of his clothes. And more than that, the disciples, Peter, James, and John, are seeing this. And you want to know what? They're scared stiff. They're scared stiff. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. St. Luke tells us what they were talking about. They were talking about his death and that he had to go to Jerusalem and he set his eyes like flint on Jerusalem because he would die there. Oh yes, they were talking about his death and you could see that God shares the light that he is upon Jesus. The light that he is now is made present to the apostles but they're scared stiff. Why Elijah and why Moses? Elijah stands for the prophets. Moses stands for the law. And Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. This is the transfiguration. Do you know that the Taboric light is for you, especially when we receive Holy Communion? That God wants to fill us with the light of Tabor? Do you know that? We have taken the Eucharist for granted, so many of us. It's someone we receive quite often, 
but Jesus wants to fill us with that light of transfiguration when we receive the Eucharist, that light that I call the Taboric light. How we need that light, how we need that light in our lives, how you need that light in your lives. The Eucharist is how Jesus communicates his life and his graces into us. When we, when God created the human race, we created Adam and Eve, we were created to be clothed in light. When we go to heaven, we're going to be clothed in light. That's why originally Adam and Eve didn't need clothes. But as we fell into sin, you know, the, the light which emanated from Jesus, which was created to emanate from us, it fell. But the thing about the light of Christ is as we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, as we receive the power of the Holy Spirit and the light of God comes upon us, in that light it contains all of the DNA and all of the blueprint and all of the qualities of heaven. As Jesus is the light of the world and as we... He comes into us and dispels all darkness. Then we receive all of heaven, he, the heavenly attributes. When we walk in a room, we carry everything that he, that is existing in heaven. That is deliverance, freedom, healing, power. You know, it, it, Father Tom just spoke about the kingdom of God that people will not the Bible talks about people not passing away till they see the kingdom of God come in power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Have you let Jesus empower your life? Have you let the power of God be released into you and through you by surrendering everything you are to Jesus, by surrendering everything you have in this world to Jesus? Jesus doesn't want 99% of you. He wants all of you. Jesus, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. The light of Christ wants to come in and fill every atom of your body. The Holy Spirit wants to electrify everything within you. And it's just about will we let him. Do we give Jesus access to each and every part of our life? Does, is Jesus the owner of of our heart because when Jesus when Jesus owns your heart completely he comes and he crowns you with his holy spirit again surrender surrender to the lord today and he will do everything for you surrender to Jesus today and he will do everything for you peter said to Jesus rabbi it is good for us to be here let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. I've heard homilies at the seminary saying, well, Peter wanted to stay up there with the Taboric light. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says they were terrified. They wanted to do something that what they, what they knew how to do, to build three tents. It was the Feast of Tabernacles, where tents are built outside, reminding them of their flight in the desert. This happened in September or October, the Feast of Tabernacles. How do I know that? Let us build three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them but Jesus only. I remember when I was a child, this passage was being read, and the priest said, I remember the priest, Father Boyle, he said they looked up and saw only Jesus. They didn't need to see anything else because he's the fullness of God's love. He's the fullness of the deity. He's the fullness, and he's the Savior, and he's the Lord. And they saw only Jesus. What do you look up and see when you wake up in the morning? Well, it takes me a couple of minutes to open my eyes. But my first thing is, you know, it should be, Lord, you gave me another day to praise you. And today, that didn't happen. I just said, Lord, I'm better off today than I was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a hard day. And I spoke about brokenness of heart yesterday. And I experienced it very, very much. Not only my brokenness, but the brokenness of many who heard me speak. But today, I'm not like that today. Thanks be to God. No matter what we have, day by day, God, he's using everything to draw you closer into the image of his son. So wherever Jesus takes you today, wherever the Spirit leads you, interiorly, exteriorly, it's for the good of your soul. And God has just taken you into new realms of intimacy with Him, into new realms of peace, joy, and love. Like, as I hear Father speak, I just think there's nothing stronger than real gentleness and nothing more gentle than real strength. So there's nothing stronger than real gentleness and nothing more gentle than real strength. When you walk in the peace and the love and the authority of God, you have a grace over your life that you can be gentle. And you can be gentle with the people you speak to. You can be authentic to the people you speak to. You can be vulnerable and real with everyone you come across because that's how the Father wants us to be with Him as His children. We want, he wants us to be vulnerable and gentle because when you carry Jesus in your heart, there's no reason to ever raise your voice. There's no reason to ever be scared. There's no reason to ever exit out of a place of love. Even if it's a hard day, you know, gentle, gentleness, peace, love, these are the marks that need to separate us from the world as Christians. When I, when I see someone and they're carrying the peace of Christ in them, then it's irresistible. It's irresistible. And we'll have those days where we have the mountaintop experiences. You know, we know that Elijah and Moses, they had mountaintop experiences. And we'll have the days where we feel transfigured in the Taboric light of Christ with the light of God emanate from us. But then we have other days where that's not the case. But those are the days that are marked in eternity. Those are the days where we can soul in the heart of Jesus. 
Those are the days where we'll be being conformed more into the image of God. But regardless if it's a good day, bad day, we carry this peace of Christ in us always. And it's just a fruit and a gift of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. He just gives it to us. So today, call the peace of Christ into you. Call the love of Christ into you. As we have this reading on the transfiguration, ask the light of Christ to flood you. Say, Jesus Christ, let the light of your presence fill me, Lord. Illuminate me with the light of Christ. Let me have the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, Jesus, you said you are the light of the world. No one who follows you will ever walk in darkness. We just ask for you to release and illuminate everyone who's listening that the light of Christ fills you from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet, that today is a day of transfiguration, of that mountaintop experience, that you that you participate in the joys of Jesus today, that you are able to feel his love, his goodness, his peace, his presence. And Jesus, I pray that you just light them up like you never have before. Again, when we receive Holy Communion, we receive that light, that light that lights us up. And how we need to know that when we receive Holy Communion, that Jesus wants to heal us. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. But what if I don't feel it in my senses, Father? When I receive well, I don't feel it in my senses, but you know, I know it's true. I know it's absolutely true, whether I feel it or don't feel it. You know, the name of the broadcast is In Season and Out of Season. To preach when you feel it and when you don't feel it. And there's most times I don't feel it, but I know it. You see, there's the difference. I know him by God's grace. I know him who died for me. I know him who was buried for me. I know him who rose from the dead. I know him who poured out his spirit whether I feel it or not. It's not about our feelings. It's about our faith. We're going to continue to hear about faith in a couple of minutes. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had been raised from the dead. Now they really mixed up. They have no idea what raised from the dead means. What does it mean? It means raised from the dead. That's what it means. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what the raising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then... Is it written about the Son of Man that he is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? Do you know Isaiah 53 is not read in the synagogues? They read Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 54, but they do not read Isaiah 53. Why? Because it's a very personal experience of the crucified Lord. He was struck for our iniquities. Upon him, the chastisement was laid upon his back, and by his stripes we were healed. So the Jewish people will not 
read Isaiah 53, but you're, if you're Jewish, why don't you read it? Get your Bible and read the 53rd chapter of Isaiah and read about who it is. I remember one person who read to his Jewish father the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, and the father said, that's Jesus. And the guy was a Christian. He said, you're right, that's Jesus. I don't know if he accepted the Lord, but he realized Isaiah 53 was Jesus. So why don't you open your Bible to Isaiah 53 and meditate upon it? And after you meditate upon that, meditate upon John 19, the crucifixion of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you did for us on the cross. We thank you for this broadcast, Jesus. We thank you for creation. We thank you for the wonderful days of summer. I thank you, Jesus, that everyone who's listening, you want to encounter them in a new, fresh way today, that you want to lead them deeper and deeper into your presence, that you want to you want to just take them from glory to glory with you, that you have plans with them that it might not even be what they think, that you just fuse them into your divine will, Lord, that you created for their life before they came to pass. Saturday, I was at the rectory, and we went, we all the priests, we went out to a Brazilian steakhouse, and it was great. And then after, I just felt the Lord leading me, that he wanted to me to go downtown Boston. And I said, okay, I'll go, Lord, definitely. So I just grabbed the speaker and I threw it in the car and I, and I went over to the bars in Kenmore Square and I was just walking around praying. And, you know, I didn't feel the Lord want me to go preach or anything. So I was just like, you know what? Maybe I missed it, Lord. Like, why Why was it on my heart to come down here? And I was just walking around. And as I was walking to my car, back to my car, wondering, I heard Anthony, I heard my name being called. And I looked behind me, and it was one of my best friends from call, high school, I haven't seen in seven years, pulling up behind me. And he's like, and I haven't seen him or talked to him. And I hopped in his car and I ended up praying for him and asking the Holy Spirit to fill him. And we had a great time and we were con reconnected. Now you see, Jesus today, he wants to lead you into new places. The Holy Spirit wants to guide your life. He wants to put motivations on your heart to do things. And all our job is to do is just to step out in faith. Step out in faith and watch what the Lord does. Let the Lord lead you into new realms of his glory today, into new realms of being transfigured in the presence of God. Verse 14, when they came down to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, and some scribes were arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw Jesus, they were immediately overcome with awe, and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, What are you arguing about? 
Someone from the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak, and whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams at the mouth, and he grinds his teeth, and he becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. He answered them, You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. When the spirit saw him immediately, it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood, it was often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do something, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done for you if you believe. Thank you, Jesus. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. Maybe that's where you are today. You believe. Help my unbelief. Jesus takes the guy, the young boy, by the hand, and he immediately delivers him of the evil spirit. You see, from taper to darkness, to bring light into the darkness. From light to darkness, to bring light into the darkness. This is what Jesus is all about. They were in darkness. The disciples couldn't do it. Why? Jesus said it takes prayer and fasting to cast these things out. I remember the woman who came to me with her daughter. They had cursed her food, and they came praying and fasting, and we prayed deliverance over them, and they started to manifest they left smiling because the demon left them but they were praying and fasting they said thank you father tom i said no thank you you came praying and fasting that's why it was so easy for it to come out yeah. and in the bible for some reason in the newer translation to taking out fasting since these demons can only come out by prayer and they not fasting. I remember when I came to the Lord and I needed to be free of all my sins and all the demons that came into me because of my sins, the Lord immediately took me to the verse where these demons can only come out by prayer and fasting. And you know, because I had an extreme life, I needed extreme measures. But after a 21-day and then a 40-day fast, I was free, and the power of God was on my life. Fasting is so powerful. You know, fasting, even if we don't have maybe the d demons and the demonic, it, it breaks down the flesh. It gives us authority over our flesh. We cannot be controlled by our, you know, lower nature. We need, If we want authority over the world, authority over the demonic, 
we need to have first authority over ourselves. This is why St. Paul talks about beating his body. And, you know, we don't need to beat our body. We need to we need to just take some time to just fast. Maybe we can't do a full day fast. There's nothing too little in the kingdom of God. Do a meal. You know, those who take the kingdom by violence. And by taking the kingdom by violence is by fasting, praying, sacrificing, mortifying. You know, Jesus, he gave us everything on the cross. Can we give him a meal off? Sometimes holiness isn't so much about what we do, but it's about what we don't do. We want to eat, but we don't eat for the Lord. We want to complain, but we choose not to complain. We want to worry, but we choose to love. You know, it's in sacrificing that the kingdom of God really becomes on this earth and within our and within us. It's really Jesus sac he brought the kingdom down by the sacrifice of his life. So maybe today can we sacrifice one thing for the Lord? Because as we sacrifice, a little part of us dies and a greater part of us of Jesus becomes born within us. So Jesus we thank you for the light of Tabor, and we thank you that you delivered this young boy from the demonic. And we ask you, Jesus, there are people who listen, who are being touched by the demonic. Let the light of Tabor take away all that they experience. Give them new life. Give them new hope. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.